Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Nisa Today FC podcast. I'm Josh Taylor, and on today's episode, we have another guest on our show as we have Flower City Union Captain Mumbi Casewell A. Mumbi shares with us his journey to get to Rochester, and he gives us insight on Flower City Union's amazing playoff run to get to the championship final. We also discuss their 2023 NISA season and more. So stay tuned, guys. We got another exciting interview coming up right now with our guest from Flower City Union, Moombi Casewelle. Enjoy the show. Fielders Justin Jovel and Alex Juarez. A long ball, flick header actually does find its way to Kavanaugh. Still Kavanaugh. Can he turn the corner? He does get the cross in front and it is headed in. And it is 2 nothing. Alayun Jakate once again, this time in the sixth minute. It's the Ali D show. and welcome to the Nisa Today FC podcast and joining me on the show today is Flower City Union team captain Mumbi Kesuele. Mumbi, thanks for joining us today. Josh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Now, Mumbi, just for a moment, because it's been, a, I know, a crazy couple of weeks for you guys, Flower City Union. Just, just talk about the emotions you are feeling right now as you get ready for the biggest matchup in your club's history. Uh, honestly, pretty calm. You know, individually, I feel calm. The group is calm. You know, we haven't been rated this season, you know, and we've been able to fly under the radar. And for us, that, that put the pressure on everybody else. So, you know, especially coming off of last season, the club didn't perform well, and you know this year kind of came in blank state, but there were no real high expectations from anyone outside of our group. So it's been you know a bit of a roller coaster the last few weeks, but no, we feel calm because the pressure's not on us. We feel we feel good. Yes, I spoke with your head coach Jordan Sullivan last week prior to your match against Chattanooga FC. We'll talk about that crazy match in a minute, but. 
Uh, What's been uh, interesting from his attitude from talking to him, he's been telling you guys, you know, believe in yourselves. You know, people have doubted us. They doubted us against L.A. And look what we did. And also, we all saw what happened in, in Chattanooga this past Sunday. But this season, he, they basically describe it as him and uh, Mark Washoe, you know, up and down season, highs and lows, a roller coaster. And as you mentioned, you didn't start the season well, but you got hot during the summer, won, went unbeaten in five matches, and then did enough to sneak in, in the playoffs. And now you're doing some big damage causing everybody's bracket to get busted. So, you know, it's been a crazy run for you guys. But, Moonbi, I understand that you were brought in uh, during the offseason to join uh, Flower City Union. So I was just curious, what factors play into your role to want you to come play in Rochester for Flower City Union? A few things. Um, first of all, you know, the conversations I had with the head coach, Jordan, were very good. You know, he described the way he wanted to play. He described to me the way he saw me fitting into the group on and off the field. I believed in that vision. I, I saw value in it. And ultimately, that's what brought me here. Obviously, the other part of it is is when you're in the offseason looking for a new club, you know, you're trying to figure out what might happen. And, um, you know, I had a really good agent. I have a really great agent. He's connecting with the club, and we kind of went from there. Now, Mumbi, you had previously played with Bay City's FC, and you were Richmond Kickers in the USL uh, League One before that. I was just curious about your experience. Can you share about your experience at both Richmond Kickers and then your brief experience with uh, Bay City's FC, a new expansion club, last season? Yeah. Uh, Richmond Kickers was a good experience, I think, for me. A lot of growth because you know, it was a level that I knew that I could play at, but I had to you know, get in there and do it, right? Sometimes you don't know things until you're there, until you're training every day, until you're playing in the games. Uh, it was also an interesting experience because I was injured a lot there and so I had to manage that mentally you know I uh, in 2020 also dealing with COVID it was interesting but playing for Richmond was an honor and a privilege it's such a historic club a very very big club um, and you know the connections I made there and the things that I learned it was it was fantastic fan support everything and then on the you know the following year uh, after 2020 and 2021 you know arrive and play for Bay Cities it was different because Bay Cities is you know, on the opposite of the spectrum of the Richmond Kickers, where, you know, the club has just started, whereas Richmond Kickers is, you know, 30 years old about. And, um, you know, it was uh, interesting because, you know, Nice has been growing. Nice has been trying to establish itself. So there was a lot of uh, growing pains, I think, with Bay Cities, and ultimately we couldn't stay afloat. But, again, a lot of good learning experiences for me in that year. Uh, not just on the field, but off the field in, in terms of leadership and growing as a person. Um, both experiences, Richmond and Bay Cities, were huge for my career, no doubt about it. Well, as they say, you know, the journey, you never know where it goes, but you always kind of end up in the right situations depending on how things play out. So Richmond, Bay Cities, now you're in Rochester as the team captain. So how did the behind the scenes play out on the, the, your teammates choosing you to lead 
Flower City Union in their second season? Yeah, I mean, as we came in, you know, length slate, there were only three, four returns, and the coaching staff had to put together, you know, the rest of the squad about adding 20, 21 guys. You know, we came in, and, you know, from day one, everybody's trying to prove themselves, first of all, um, because we want to show the coach, hey, I should be selected to play, I should be selected in that position. Um, and, you know, everybody just has to be genuine. They have to be themselves. This is the first impression, right? And so... Maybe in some ways there was something that you know, my teammates saw in me that they thought would be, uh, you know, valuable and, you know, to have you know, for a leader on the field and off the field. And it was a, it was a player vote, and, and that's what it came down to. Um, the guys selected myself and Carson to lead this year. Now, as we mentioned earlier, the first part of the season didn't go well. You guys had lost five games during that period. With you being the team leader on the team, what was that experience like for you going through uh, a rough stretch like that and trying to keep your teammates positive during that time? The honest truth is we knew we had the quality. We knew we were in so many of those games. You look at the scores, you know, the result. You know, we play a game that's that's low scoring. And we lost, what, two of those games in a nil. And we were there in each game. We had created chances, just couldn't put the ball in the back of the nets. And sometimes luck doesn't go your way. Um, I don't think that we were asked to play um, in those games. I think that they were very close affairs. Um, obviously, the, the top of those games definitely would be playing against Chattanooga. But all that said, we knew that we were there. We knew that you know, we have good players. We have you know a good coaching staff. And sometimes you know you just have to keep plugging away to get the results that you want. Uh, and we didn't you know, put our heads down or feel sorry for ourselves. We just had to keep pushing. Yeah, that's very well said, Moonby. And when we spoke with Jordan last week, your head coach, he had talked about that, going through that too. And he mentioned about being a new team, not a new team, this is your second year, but a lot of new players. So taking time to gel, especially with all that turnover. You mentioned, he, he mentioned only, three, I think, three or four players from the team that played the inaugural season came back this year. And yeah, it took time to get going. And I asked him about how he spoke with your teammate, Aliun Diakate. You know, he scored 12 goals at Albion last year. Took him some time to get going, but he got going. And then your team, uh, your goalkeeper, Michael Mejia, playing great down the stretch. And then you guys turn around the summer, uh, getting going on a five-game on bean streak and playing out there at Rochester Community Sports Complex out there in front of your fans in uh, downtown Rochester and getting those big wins down the summer. What was the key to the that turnaround uh, to, for your season? I think one of the keys was just, honestly, our commitment to the process. You know, it, it, a lot of people think that there's some kind of magic dust and sprinkle and then all of a sudden things click. Um, and to be honest, it's just putting in the work every day in training, sticking together, trying to be positive, you know, listening to trying to remind ourselves what our principles are and how we want to play. Um, and that, that's pretty much it. But to be honest, a, a huge part of some of those results was from the goals. Um, in the early part of the season, we did struggle to put the ball in the back of the net, not because of lack of quality, but just because sometimes it doesn't fall your way. Sometimes, you know, we, you know, we host a goalkeeper makes a good save. Um, and sometimes games are defined by those one or two moments. Um, and... You know, so to be honest, a huge part was scoring the goals, and we have players with so much quality that finish. 
second score and they started to click. They started to get the rhythm. And, and for me, I was one of the huge parts in that, that part of the season. Now, down the stretch, you guys pretty much wrapped up your games early, but you had to wait because Club Leon still had some games and with that whole situation that happened with that club. But you guys had to wait to book your playoff spot. So knowing you did everything you had to do, but you still had to wait, what was that experience like for you, Wimby? For me personally, it was, again, I'll use the word calm. You know, at that point when you played all the games and you know you can't play any more games, um, there's nothing else you can do. It's out of your hands, right? And so all you can do is touch, you know, I think I'm I'm someone who's who's very honest and, and I feel like we got the results that we got. Some of them maybe we feel like were a little bit harsh. Um, some of them maybe the losses of the guys. And you know you have to be to not be okay with it, you have to accept it because that was the season. Um you know, there's nothing else you can do at that point. I, I think that if there was something that we could have changed, but to, you have to do it at that time, right? And that first you know, five, six games, you know, we needed to get a win or get a draw to get us going, right? And and, and the, the season is a reflection of of the, the work that we did in the sense that, you know, there were times that we didn't put the ball in the back of the net. There were times where, you know, we, you know, we weren't stalled and that reflected maybe in the record. So... To be honest, you know, we were kind of like, okay, you know, we, we are where we are, and we'll see what Club Dillon does. And if they make it, then they make it. And if they don't, then we get a shot and go win this. And Moonby, lucky for you guys, that was the way it turned out as you guys book your spot in the playoffs. Now, you're the number 16, and as I spoke with Jordan previously, they, they had many doubters that not many people gave you a shot to go on the road on the West Coast to beat the LA Force, but you guys did it. So, Mubi, looking back at that quarterfinal matchup against the LA Force, what were some of your takeaways from that match to pull out a, a big upset, your first playoff win in your club history, by the way? Uh, I'll be honest and say I was a bit surprised by how LA came out in that game. I do think that they're a good team, very quality players. They look like they're well coached, and, and we have had difficult battles against them. I'm honestly. What I would say, though, is it almost looked like they had underestimated us. That's my perspective. That's our team's perspective by how they started the game and how they, they kind of carried themselves. I think that they thought, like many people thought, that it would be an easy game. And football is difficult. Football can be crazy, especially when you're in a knockout competition or in the knockout stage of the competition. So, you know, you can't get anyone for granted. And, you know, when we started you know, with two goals in the first, you know, six, seven, eight minutes, that's going to, you know, stun anybody. So starting that way and being on the front foot like that was fantastic. And I think it, it speaks to the mentality of our group that we said, hey, it's a new season. And, you know, we're going to be defined by what we do now. And, that's what we went out and did. And honestly, the, the conversation we had as a group, we, you know, the, the conversation that we had with the coaching staff, we were prepared. We were ready. And I don't think a lot of people saw it coming. And to be fair, I don't, I don't blame them one bit. But again, it's fault. So you have to show up on the day and get the job done. And that's the stage of the season that we're in. Well, when it comes to playoff football, or soccer, as we say over here in the States, 
anything can happen. And uh, for Flower City Union, that was a big, stunning upset. Now, I know in that game, you know, Francis Avase scored two goals with LA Force to kind of keep them in it. So you had to lead, you were up twice in that game and trying to hang on to the lead. So you being the captain in that moment, in that situation, what were you telling your players? What was Michael Mejia telling you guys to try to, you know, hey, we got the lead. Let's keep, let's stick to the game plan and try to hold this lead so we can get out of LA with a, a big time upset. Stay on the, don't drop off. Stay high, keep pressing when we don't have the ball. You know, keep moving the ball. You know, when we have it, and try to make them run, try to make them chase. You know, the longer we have the ball and, and the higher up the field we have the ball, then it's going to be tougher for them to, to pass. It's going to be tougher for them to get chances. So that's how simple the message was. But yeah, those games and those moments can be tricky when you go up a goal, you go up two. And I think sometimes the tendency, human tendency with us, sit back, relax, take a breath. No, 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 we got to stay on them. And so that was huge um, for us, especially after going up a couple of goals and then maybe conceding one or two that we had to, you know, we had to keep pushing on the gaps. We couldn't let up. Yeah, and I think the other stunning factor of that, what made that win so impressive, you guys had to travel across the country, going from Western New York all the way out there to LA, flying over 2,000 miles. Uh, I can only imagine you probably only had one day of training before that match and then just getting out there. And like I said, you got to a good start and managed to pull, hang on and pull out that victory. So what was uh, going through that preparation Kind of just walk us through, kind of going through that experience, kind of getting your body on ready on such a short notice to get ready for uh, that first playoff match. Well, to be honest with you, you know, we that trip before in the season, so we kind of knew how it would feel and how it would go. You know, that week, obviously, we trained the way we would really train, and we just we felt something in training. It was cooking, you know, the, we would line up and play and starting group good the starting group was very cohesive we had our you know the shape that's been the most successful this season uh, the personnel that have won the best this season especially during this part of, of uh, the year and you know we didn't do anything wildly different that week in fact the week before while we were waiting for club de leon those folks we had the week off and we rested we didn't train because you know, we needed that that mental break. You know, we needed that physical break. A lot of guys were carrying little knocks. A lot of guys, you know, have been going through a lot this season. Needed to see family and um, and, and, and just kind of lay lay low. And, and so when we came back, everyone was fresh and ready. You know, so that was a huge benefit. And it was a call by the coaching staff. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective there, Mumbi. You know, having a, a bye week, I guess like you say, uh, and then being bringing oh. a, a fresh new attitude, fresh new mindset, and that clearly helped you guys get over L.A. When you got back to Rochester after that first playoff win against L.A. Force, I'm sure you got to walk into a lot of fans in Rochester uh, during that week. So what were they saying to you guys um, after you guys got that big win against L.A. Force? People were proud. You know, anytime that you do something that hasn't been done before, it's something that people are it it means something to them you know especially with the history the proud history that rochester has you know that dates back decades you know um people were very happy for us especially the people that have been following us of course and the people that maybe hadn't followed us as closely they were like whoa 
we didn't expect. First of all, to be in the playoffs, but we didn't expect that they would you know, travel to the West Coast as the seed and beat you know the three seed, a team that we hadn't beaten this season. So all the narratives were kind of against us a little bit, but the reception we got was absolutely warm. The reception was was, you know, was hey guys, well done, like well done. That, that's that's how we were received, which was great. Yeah, me and I'm sure your owner. Jimmy Piola was very excited. I know he lives out there in the West Coast, so getting to see you guys in person out there beating that big win was huge for you guys. And I didn't notice that too watching that game that there were some Rochester fans out there too were rooting you guys on. So that must have been nice to see that as well. Yeah, absolutely. There were several family members. My family was there flew down from Seattle. Um, and, you know, people flew out from – Rochester, I think, you know, and, and lots of people, and lots of other you know, teammates of mine who are family out from California, their families came, and so we had a decent little little following, um, a decent support section, and that was, it was fantastic, it was really special, we could hear them, you know, and when you're playing away and something good happens, and you score a goal, I mean, the home crowd goes silent, and you can hear our people, and having your people there, supporting you, cheering for you is it's a really awesome feeling. It's a really special feeling. And, you know, we're so far from home. You need that support. You need that community when you've had it. All right, Boombi. We thought, well, most people probably thought, okay, you got through LA Force. But there's no, not many people, definitely not people did not give you a chance to upset the number one team in the league, Chattanooga FC. But you guys found a way to do it. Now, I was curious, you being a defender, you're going against out there against Marcus Nagelstad, a guy who's won Golden Boot two years in a row. You know, Taylor Gray, you got Anatoly Prepolita, you know, big tall guy in the trying to fight in the box on corner kicks and stuff. And they got so many good players on that Chattanooga FC team. So I know you guys faced them just like LA Force all year, didn't win, but you got done. So just talk about your defensive strategy with communicating with your guys to try to make sure, hey, we got to slow down Nagelstad. We got to slow down uh, Taylor Gray. We got to slow down Alex McGrath, all these guys. Just talk about that experience for you guys uh, through 120 minutes, not getting up a goal against Chattanooga FC. Yeah, the list of names that you, you know rattled off there are they're fantastic players, no doubt about it. And, you know, I want to list off our names. Michael getting goal. You know, Kyle Nelson's been a good ball all season. Steven Elias playing with an ankle injury. You know, Noah Cavanaugh on the other side, you know, left wing back, tracking back and, and being hard nose every single game. You know, you know, Jose Cartagena, you know, defensive mid. Logan, like, we've got guys who can compete at this level. We've got guys who, you know, have fought every single game and maybe haven't received the recognition um, that maybe other players in, in the league have been so because of our record, right? That's what it comes down to. And and but you know, don't mistake that for lack of quality. That, that that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about a game of play where we have to go and we have to score. And so everyone put in a shift, everyone covered each other. You know that you know the team is oozing in confidence and oozing in connection when myself as a center back, I'm you know closing down Taylor Gray. And the voice next to me or behind me is Luke Torreira, who's one of our best players. 
and he's and he's sprinting back to defend. That's when you know that the team is united, and that's when you know that you have a shot in that game, whether in regulation, whether you know in extra time, or you know how it counted in penalties. But yeah, I, I want to say this very clearly: make no mistake. You know, we got guys who are willing to fight every single game, and that's what it came down to. I saw the chat, and good, fantastic club, so well run, so well coached, but. Not to score goals to win games, and we found that out the hard way in the first part of the season. And so, you know, that was us, you know, saying, "Hey, we're not going to be easy to break down tonight." And Mejia had probably one of the greatest performances I've seen in person or been a part of. Yes, he did, Mumbi. And just just talk about that. Michael Mejia basically kept you guys in the, this whole match, and he made a big save. Uh, I just want to so kind of walk you through the one he made. I think it was around the 85th minute where the ball was going in and then Nagelstad, or, or no, not Nagelstad, I'm sorry, it was Taylor Gray. Taylor Gray made a shot. He saved it. It bounced to another Chattanooga <laughs> FC player who goes to the header and it goes over the crossbar. That was one of many saves. He made another one in the 45th minute on Mutea Mwape, a free kick. Gets an arm to it, gets another crossbar. So that's just a couple ones I can think yeah. off the top of my head. But getting work with him, communicate with him. I'm sure you've seen it all. So just uh, talk about uh, your goalkeeper, Mike Mejia, doing whatever it took to keep you guys in that match. Yeah, he was fantastic. His focus, his energy, his communication was spot on. He came up big for us in every single way. I mean, it's not often you can say this in sports. But he was perfect. He really was. We don't win that game if, if he's not, right? I mean, because we're talking about a matter of inches. And, you know, one chance, and, and that's all it takes to win that game. It was nil-nil. We didn't score. So, you know, he came up massive. Um, he's been that way all year in terms of you know, playing his role and, and, and honest being an anchor for us, you know, he maybe again is another guy who doesn't receive all the recognition, but in some of our tighter games, you know, he's been the difference as well. It, it's on both ends of the pitch. It, I don't think some people are, you know, sometimes thinking offensively when they think about the attacking guys, what are the front, you know, three doing, what are the front four doing, what are the front five doing, you know, and you talk about an adversary, you talk about different guys like an Espinal of Maryland and, I don't think people get enough credit to the goalkeepers. You know, um, look at Chattanooga's goalkeeper, John Antoine. I mean, he almost got knocked out in the game and what a fighting spirit, what a warrior to continue going. These guys don't get enough credit for being at the back and being so resolute, you know, and, and, and being you know, so decisive for their teams. You know, he came up big for them all season as well. You know, you can't be a top team without, you know, a goalkeeper that, that stays steady for you at the back. So Mejia was fantastic. He was special. And then, my goodness, I can't even say enough about him in the shootout, you know, to save two penalties and not have a shootout. I mean, your chances of winning a shootout if your keeper saves two are pretty high, you know, and, and so we know his way and he deserves all the, the, the recognition that he's gotten this past week, you know, for that performance. Now, Mumi, going in that situation with the, the penalty kicks, did you guys kind of felt any nervous or did you guys just felt, you know, there's no pressure on us all on Chattanooga. As long as we get a couple of goals, we got a shot. What was your mindset that Coach Jordan, that you guys got from your coaches to, you know, 
hey, we play 120 minutes. Now let's go out there and get it done on the penalty kicks. Something that's come up quite often in this talk, in this conversation, has been the fact that we were never supposed to be here and that we've always been the underdogs from the start of the season to the end. And so the, you know, the beginning of the playoffs and now coming to the end, nobody thought that we would be there. You know, people wrote us off, you know, in every way imaginable. And talk about the playoffs, oh, okay, they beat LA. They're never going to be chat, right? That was the attitude, right? From, from everyone, I'm sure, watching. Um, and even obviously before the game was, you know, surely it was going to build them out or, you know, for sure, Chattanooga's going to win. But, you know, we just maintained that belief. And, and to be honest, we, we talked about how, hey, the pressure's on them, guys. Play free. You know, go out and enjoy the game. Go out and enjoy being in front of and plus people, right? Go out and enjoy being in the NISA semifinal. Go out and enjoy representing Rochester. Go out and enjoy representing Forest Union. We didn't feel, you know, the nerves of like, what happens if we fail? You know, what, what happened? I mean, last season, the club finished, what, last place? You know, and only got like, maybe seven or eight points. Come on, you're not going to find a situation where that team is under pressure. There was no pressure from us all year. No pressure. So we went in and said, hey, if we can do it, then let's do it. Let's try. Let's try and it happens. Let's give it a go. Yeah, that's a good point there, Moonby. And I talked to Jordan about this and then Mark Washoe the previous week about that same thing. Last year, this team finished last place in their inaugural season. They kind of changed the strategy. And I talked to Jordan about this too, where last year they went with a lot of local Rochester players, you know, young players, not a lot of NISA veterans. They flipped the script and brought in a lot of, you know, new players with NISA experience, you know, like yourself being with Bay Cities last year and bringing in, bringing in not just you, but also bringing in, um, I know Stephen Elias is there and they also have yeah, Kyle, um, Nelson, no, Kyle Nelson was there from well, the Michigan Stars. From Chattanooga, several guys. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for helping me out. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of, like we talked about earlier, a lot of new faces, but the neat thing about bringing new place, new players with uh, in a new setting like Rochester, you bring in a different mindset, you know, especially from your experience playing Richmond kickers, playing with Bay Cities, uh, working with guys like Stephen Elias, Kyle Nelson, guys who are with the Michigan Stars who won the championship, who you'll play this weekend. We'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, yeah, just a different attitude, different mindset. And I can only imagine being in pressure moments like you, we talked about LA Force and Chattanooga FC. Penalty kicks, all that. It, it just makes a difference on the team. So just talk about how the chemistry has grown in that locker room for Flower City with those uh, veteran players, changing that mindset for the club. Yeah, I think it's huge. Uh, you talk about last season, you know, mostly new pros, right? A lot of a lot of new guys to this level, and that's really hard to do anywhere in the world, not just here in the U.S. or just here in the U.S. It's, it's hard to do because you, know, you haven't experienced it before. You haven't had that feeling of, of playing against Chattanooga in front of 3,000 fans, right? You haven't had that experience of going, you know, to, to the Romeo High School and playing a, a really tough Michigan Stars team right on that narrow field when, you know, any number of things can happen, right? It, it takes a certain level of experience. It takes a certain level of, of understanding of what it's like to be there. You know, a previous year or 
few years, right? We've brought in so many guys who have been there, whether at the championship level, at, at the USA one level, at the USA level. It, it's paid dividends, right? You, you need guys in the locker room that have been there. And as cool as that, you look at some of the most, obviously, talented teams in, in the league this year, the teams that perform the best, they have a bit of that, right? Not only guys that have played together before, but guys who have played in these leagues before. It makes a huge difference. And so, you know, it, it's it's night and day what the club had last year, um, 100%. And, you know, for me, the coaching staff did a great job putting together this group of players. Now, Mumi, one more step. You're in the championship final on Saturday as you take on the Michigan Stars. What has been Coach Sullivan's message to you guys at training this week to get you guys prepared for your matchup on Saturday against the defending champs? Don't change. Continue to be hardworking. Continue to be full and try to play our ball. And, you know, again, no pressure. You know, we have to, the message has to be the same. We didn't get this far kind of shifting and changing. I, I think there's been a lot of continuity in the message, especially in the last quarter of the season, um, that, hey, guys, you know, we're up against it, but we've been up against it, and this club has been up against it, and, you know, people have believed in us, you know, and we've been the underdogs. So we've been riding that wave and just putting our heads down and trying to work hard, and the message hasn't changed, and I can really appreciate and respect that because, it's brought us all together, and that's why we are where we are. So nothing changes for us. We're just going to go in, have fun, enjoy the game, enjoy the moment. You know, playing in a final for you know, this team and for the club is, is historic. It's something that's special, and, and we feel privileged to have this opportunity, but we're not going to freak out. We're not going to say, oh, my God, we're, we're here. No, we deserve to be here, and that's, that's clear if you watch our performances. Now, Mubu, who's the guy you're keeping your eye on? against the uh when you play the Michigan Stars on Saturday? I think they have a lot of threats. I think that uh, obviously everyone's gonna look at the stat sheet, right? Because that matters most sometimes. And uh you know Leon Marriage is gonna be up there, right? He scored what 14 goals in, in the league and he's a threat. He can score, right? And so yeah, we're gonna have to mind him and they're gonna have to mind Ali. They're gonna have to mind Luke. You know, I come back to what I said before when you talk about, you know, we were talking about Chattanooga and, and naming the, their players. You know, they're going to have to watch out for Matt Molda, right? You know, they're going to have to watch out for, you know, from Noah and Steve on the wings. So, you know, they have, that's what we have. And we're going to see, you know, what happens. Yeah, you mentioned Matt Boldick there. He also played with the Richmond Kickers as well. So a guy you know, uh, what's it like <laughs> playing with, a, having familiar with a, a player that you used to play with the Richmond Kickers, and now you're both playing on the same team with uh, Flower City Union. It's awesome. It's awesome because in Richmond, and he would attest to this as well, the, the groups were really tight. The two years I was there, and he's been there for, for much longer. He, he was there for about six years, and I was there for the two years, 2020 and 2021. But um, we always had a tight-knit group. We always had a group that, that liked spending time with one another. We're talking about barbecues and going down to the river and hanging out. And that, those things make a difference in and they make a difference on the fields. You know, Richmond has had success. And one of the reasons for that is because of the players and because of the culture. And so for me to, to look up with him again is, is special. And, and when he was about to come and we were talking on the phone and texting a little bit, I was like, it would be really great for you to get here, you know, and, and to play together again because of, of that sentiment of being with him before, but also because he's a player with so much quality. 
uh, Matt Boldick is one of the best players um, that, that I've played with and, and surely one of the best players um, that, that's played, you know, in the USL, um, you know, and for how long he's done it is incredible. So, you know, to have him on our roster and, and to, to have him, you know, starting and playing is, is fantastic. And for me, kind of knowing his tendencies, knowing how he likes to play, knowing what areas he likes to see the ball and, 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 and where he likes to check. For me, I'm like, hey, I've seen this before. You know, two years of training in Richmond, years of playing games with them in Richmond. And so that connection for me is, is special. And, and we're dead on the same page. I love playing with Matt Bulldog. And um, he's a great character, a great human being. And, yeah, he's helped our team a ton. Now, overall, your record against the Stars, no wins, one draw, and five losses. But that's, of course, over your previous six matches. But as we mentioned, you know, we know your record about LA. We know your record about Shadow. That's all out the window. So, so we got to be clear. But yeah. I'm just curious from your perspective because you've played against them uh, twice this year. Why do you think the Michigan Stars have been a tough opponent for you guys uh, the, the two times you played them during the season? That's a good question. I think, first of all, I think for us, if I look at, you know, look inside first, you know, in the games we played against them, you know, we've needed to be a bit more disciplined. When you can see four penalties to a team in two matches, that's going to be tough. Um, you know, you can look at the decisions, maybe one or two of them and say, hey, you know, luck of the draw, maybe a bad referee decision. But in general, again, four penalties in two games, it's not, it, that's, that's not a good statistic. Um, regardless of the circumstances. And so that's been a huge factor in those games, right? Um, they scored all four. We on merit scored all four of them. So, you know, that's something that, you know, we've improved, no doubt about it, since, you know, playing them. You know, we've become more disciplined, we've become more mature in our, in our defending. You know, guys not diving in, guys making sure that we have, you know, you know support nearby. It, those are the little things that you can fix and you watch back on film and say, hey guys, like these are the moments where we need to be a little bit more dialed in. And those are things that we've talked about and they're things that we've worked on on the, on the training page. All right, Moonby. Since we're getting close to the uh, championship game, I know you're being busy. You got media days tomorrow on Friday. So I know you and a couple of players and your coach, George, will be busy with that. And of course, we got the game on Saturday. So Moonby, what is you're the captain? What is gonna be? What is your message to your team? Uh, what are your three keys that you think will help Flower City Union get one more upset and bring a championship title to Rochester? First of all, together because that's what's got us this far is that group mentality, that community, that family. You know, we talk about that a lot. The second thing is to stick to our principles, stick to our way of playing, stick to our beliefs and the way we want to operate and do things. And the third is just to have fun, enjoy the moment, enjoy the game. And again, I've talked about there are so many you know, great teams that come before us, you know, in, in Rochester. You talk about the Flash, the Lancers, you know, the Rhinos, and you know, we want to be there with them. And I think that on this run, we are there. But again, the most special stories are the ones, you know, where... You know, they cross the finish line and, and they're first, you know, and they get to lift that trophy. So that's something that we're going to try to do. You know, we're going to give everything and we're going to fight and our people are going to be there supporting us and cheering us on. And, you know, it's going to be a special day, you know, and, and this is what football is about. This is what the game's about. And, and so those would be my three keys for sure. Flower City Union captain, Mumbi K. Swell A. 
Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us to talk about your team's great run in the playoffs. And I wish you the best of luck in the championship match on Saturday. Thank you, Josh. Appreciate it. And that will conclude this edition of the News Today FC podcast. If you guys have any comments, feedback, or suggestions, you can send me a direct message on X. My handle is at JT underscore Taylor 88. And if you like the show and want to keep up with all the latest updates, you can follow us on our social media handles. We're on Facebook at Nisa Today FC, Instagram at Nisa underscore Today FC, X at Nisa underscore Today FC, and on threads at Nisa underscore Today FC at threads.net. You guys enjoy the championship match in Michigan this weekend. Take care of yourselves. And I'll see you next time.